I'm blown away by how happy you make me. Thank you for being there for me when I'm stupid enough to think I'd rather be alone. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Reviews, where we talk all things audiobooks on this weekly podcast. I'm your host, Ramia Amuthan, and our technical producer for today is Jacob Shymansky. The quote that you heard at the top of the episode is by Adam Silvera. It's called, uh, or from a book called, History is All You Left Me. And we're celebrating Pride Month and recognizing the LGBTQ plus community of authors and uh, books from the community books, talking about an exposure to the community throughout June because it's Pride Month. And, you know, I use the word celebrating a lot because that's what we're doing. We're celebrating the community, and that's a very present form of recognition. But it's not always the word we think of um, when we think of the challenges and the the situations that people have had to climb out of from this community and from a lot of other marginalized communities, it is difficult to say the least. Um, it can probably feel very lonely. And we've, you know, if you've had any conversation with anybody who's experienced some kind of discrimination at all, we know the type of loneliness that people feel, the impossibility that people may feel. And of course, we know that there is a community um, locally and nationally and internationally. There are communities of people banding together to create more awareness, to create more solidarity and 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 push through the, the barriers and boundaries that they've faced for so many years of history for forever, I would say. Um, but realistically, that community can feel far away. If you're going through it in a in some kind of alone, solitary way. So support isn't easy to ask for. It isn't easy to find sometimes. Um, we know that there is quite a bit of vulnerability that comes with finding that support, finding that identity, coming to terms with. And there's just a lot of this kind of conversation around there. We know that the I guess the, the word that I think of is intimacy, the intimacy that people um, may want to find and are seeking and are, are longing for can be really difficult in the beginning to to find, to seek, to understand. Um, and this fear that people may not know you or understand you. And I, the, the part for me that feels the more the more empathetic is uh, know you, you know, as a person with a disability. I quite often wonder still, even with the the amount of work that I do with myself and in, in um, creating and, and building self-esteem and self-confidence, it's, you know, do people really know me? Am I putting my authentic self out there, my genuine self out there? So this is something that uh, so many of us, like I said, in marginalized communities and vulnerable communities um, could understand, could grasp to some degree could empathize with. So let's keep recognizing, let's keep celebrating Pride Month. Um, it's also Indigenous History Month in June. So let's keep recognizing because society had made it difficult for us for a very, very long time, but we live in a place now, a mindset in conversations where it's important that we break these cycles. And we do that in our own ways, in our individual manner, but uh, also together as we 
come together as communities and come together asking questions, answering questions, having conversations with each other. So let's move forward that way. And I really wanted to um, get this piece in before we move to our SELA homepage. So let's take a homepage glance at the CELA website, celalibrary.ca, and that's the Center for Equitable Library Access. The Girl in the Middle is the first featured title at the very top by Anais Bernowski. We talked about this last week. It's a biography, and it is quite interesting to get into. Check out that episode for more information and reactions. Love That Story is the second featured title, Observations from a Gorgeously Queer Life by Jonathan Van Ness. And Humor uh, and Anthologies is where they've categorized this one. Still Just a Geek by Will Wheaton. It's humor, it's family and relationships. We'll talk more about it next week. And uh, we want to feature a couple other things. We have lots more to talk about today. Let's get into pause or play. Uh, We're going to go around the table in a second to figure out if people would pause or play on this title. The second featured title from the CELA Library homepage. Love That Story. Observations from a Gorgeously Queer Life by Jonathan Van Ness. If Jonathan has learned anything from his experiences, it's that in order to thrive, he had to push past the shame and fear of being his true self. To embark on that journey, he had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. In this candid and curious essay collection, Jonathan takes a thoughtful, in-depth look at timely topics through the lens of his own personal experience, instances that have required him to learn, grow, and back handspring layout to a better understanding of the world around him. He dives deeply and widely from a poignant reflection on grief and embracing body neutrality to an examination of the HIV safety net and white privilege to share the ways in which he has learned to embrace change. His stories speak to doing the work to challenge internalized beliefs, finding compassion and confidence, and learning more about what makes us all so messy and gorgeous. With the serious and the signature humor that is Jonathan Venez, these essays will encourage readers to examine their individual assumptions and expand their horizons. Ultimately, it's about giving ourselves the permission to be the flawed and fabulous humans we are and loving our stories. So. Going around the table, pause or play. Jacob, we'll start with you. I'll give this a reluctant play. I'm not convinced I'm going to like it, but I will download it and press play on it because I, I just don't feel like it's really up my alley in a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there could definitely be a lot of things that I could learn from it. I do appreciate that it's a book about getting out of your comfort zone and that's something i think is super important for everyone and for those reasons uh, that's a reluctant play for me okay and did the synop could the synopsis have made it better for you if it was differently written (laughs) or if you had wrote for example if you had read a book of his before and you're like okay this is yes 100 percent if Yeah, if I had read a book of his before, I definitely would have. Um, honestly, the the plot is pretty vague in the synopsis. It was more talking about the ideas and themes that it's right. exploring, which is fine. Like, it doesn't want to spoil anything. So, I don't know. Maybe I would have liked to know a little bit more about what the plot is all about. But yeah. 
or him as That's a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting because it is a biography. Moving to Julie. Julie, would you press pause or play on this one? Play. Definitely. Um, the synopsis um, caught me in a couple of ways. Um, the first one was when he said shame and fear. And I think that um, we all, no matter what we're facing, shame and fear is a big part of it. And I think as a person that lives with a disability, I want to know as much as I can about what other people are, challenges people are facing, because quite often they're the same challenges that we all face. And I can't expect people to have compassion for me if I don't show compassion for others. I love both of your reactions because, Julie, you embraced the the ideas and, and theme right away, whereas Jacob was like, um, you know, where's the plot, right? So that's yeah. quite, <laughs> quite interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, this is also a play for similar reasons to Julie. Um, I do really feel... As as soon as I hear anything about self-work, I do click to that. And I usually drawn into the self-development side of um, books these days. So for me, like having a biography where we're talking, you know, real life, someone's real experiences, and then that being put into the self-work and the um, connection to that person, to that community, to their experiences uh, feels very raw for me. So that kind of thing usually is enough to draw me in any of the autobiographies or memoirs that I've read of late have this kind of theme to them. And we're getting more and more into that, just so much um, vulnerability of what people have gone through. So definitely play for me as well. And just to remind people of the title, this is Love That Story, Observations from a Gorgeously Queer Life by Jonathan Van Ness. Uh, Check it out on Sila library. So we're checking in with an audiobook listener now, an avid audiobook listener, where we open up the space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and revenance on audiobooks. And we're welcoming in Julie Martin. Like I said, you might have heard her voice here on AMI-audio before. Uh, If you listen to Kelly and Company, she's our monthly community reporter from Pictou County, Nova Scotia, where she resides. She's huge in her local community and always giving us the scoop on what she's up to. So, Julie, it's a pleasure talking audiobooks with you once again, because we have talked audiobooks on Kelly and Company. Always a joy to speak with you, Ramya, and especially about books. Exactly, exactly. And you have a ton of um, recommendations in general. So we've really had to narrow this down to the top of the top for you right now. But how often do you actually talk books with people? Oh, gosh, I probably every day. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking you'd say that. Well, there's always somebody that it's like, oh, so what are you reading right now? You know, whether it's a relative in England or a friend here, I belong to three book clubs. I've always got a book playing if I'm gardening or my house is spotless Mm. when I've got a really good book to listen to. Oh, okay. Um, Because I just want to keep listening to the book. So I keep finding things to clean. So if if it's not a good book, then your house is not as spotless? No, not even close. (laughs) 
Got it. Got it. And yeah. when you talk to people um, about your books, do you recommend the audiobook usually or is it just the read? It depends on who I'm talking to. There are a lot of members of, of the book club through the CNIB that read Braille. So um, I always try and make sure that it, it is available in Braille before I recommend it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if it's somebody that does listen to an audiobook, um, but if I talk to somebody and they say, oh, no, I can't do those audio books, it's okay, why not? Then you should try this one. You should try that one. Listen to it when you're doing this. Listen to it when you're doing that. I think it just, for me, it draws you into the story so much more when it's a well-narrated book where there's different accents and the expression and yeah I just performance oh yeah 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 for sure so before we get into the several recommendations you have for us today (laughs) tell us what draws you in about a book now I mean of course we got a piece of that to your reaction from pause or play um but anything else you want to say about what draws you in before anything else you know how do you decide okay I'm loving this book I tend to, I like to do the the roulette kind of thing with Sila, how they drop books onto your bookshelf. Um, yeah. I'm very, um, because quite often I've read a, a, a book that I never would have read before. I wouldn't have chosen to put it on my bookshelf. So I like that. I definitely will try anything that's recommended. But I will pause if it's if it's not my cup of tea once I start it, especially if it's something that makes invokes the ugly cry in me. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. If it's gonna make me cry and give me that much of a reaction, it's like no, I'm not gonna be able to to do this book. But usually, um, will you know? that emotion is warranted until you get in there or is it because somebody has said oh this is going to be a rough one no because what's being brought to mind was one that was recommended to me last week um, by Lisa in Newfoundland and um, it was flight uh, 116's down and it's young adult which I is not my typical genre Mm -hmm. but right away there was this boy that it was a plane crash and he was in the crash and pretty much knew that he's going to die. And he was trying to be brave for his mom and dad because he didn't want the rescuers to tell his mom and dad that he was crying and oh, no. for them. And, oh, it was just, I couldn't do it. Oh, wow. I could not do it. So that was, that was that. Yeah. So This is, this is like the, the movies, right? Um, when, when somebody says, don't watch this one because you know there's going to be a death of a dog or something like that. Yes. Um, that, that it's just an immediate no for me. Certain things it's yeah. just too much for too much. But yeah, that's that's interesting that you said that because with books usually if someone had a very emotional experience, I'm willing to pick that up because I'm willing yes. to to see what I go through um reading something that felt so intimate for somebody else. Let's get into um, the recommendations. You want to start with Douglas Stewart. So who is this author? What does he mean to you? 
So Douglas Stewart um, was born in Scotland, uh, lives in a, in America with his husband, and he's a writer and fashion designer. So right away, two things that I really, really admire are people that can write such thought, you know, provoking novels and fashion designers. I mean, oh, <laughs> I love fashion. Okay, amazing. So, um, but Shuggy Bain, his debut novel in 2020, won the Booker Prize Award. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it is based on his experience of growing up in Scotland um, during the late 70s, 80s, where there was so much unemployment because the mines were shut down. Um, and then, of course, follows alcoholism, drug abuse. And his dad left his mum and the three children when he was quite young. So he was raised by um, a single mum in a time where, I, I mean, there was just so much poverty. And unfortunately, she struggled with alcoholism and um, died when he was 16. Um, But it's about, it's not just the story of um, Shuggy Bain and what life was like growing up in an area where there was so much unemployment and the you know all the abuse that goes along with it but he was struggling with his sexuality right and that right. is something that prior to reading this book I don't think I'd ever read a book where it was from the point of view of um, a young male that was struggling with his sexuality and all the abuse and shame and fear and everything that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. It was very emotional. It was quite thought-provoking. And the narration was a true Scottish accent, so that made it even uh, more enjoyable to listen to, for sure. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, do, I just, it really struck home. It gave me a whole different point of view um, or insight into what life is like for mm-hmm. um a young gay boy and the the first thing that i thought of is um how you're connecting this back to home right or oh, yeah. just the, the what type of impact it has to hear this person's true life story um and and all the challenges that they've gone through from such a young age and how there's something that clicks i think when we think wow this person is part of, you know, my community or my homeland or, or just yeah. a, that background, right, where you feel like this is someone that I could have known um, in in this weird tangle of knots type of way. Uh, and does that does that make an impact for you thinking of it that way? It, uh, 
It definitely does. Um, it was quite um, traumatic growing up in the 70s um, when there were these minor strikes and riots and um, so much unemployment. I mean, they were on strike for months and years. And then, of course, we throw Margaret Thatcher into the mix. And, I mean, it just got worse and worse for the working class people yeah and um I was part of that community fortunately I had parents and three siblings that um we were shielded from most of it um and so never I did not grow up in a household where we viewed people differently whether it was because of their economic situation, their religious situation, um, their skin color, their sexual preference. I mean, that was all a part of my everyday life. And it was just that's what we the community was made of. I never thought any different. And then to go back now and read something that was going on as I was a teenager right. growing up and that there were kids that were going through this. Now that just absolutely, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. We talk it, about compassion and it just, it just really makes it even more so. Exactly. Because I was thinking the same thing, you know, if you were to meet um, someone, you know, your age or grew up where you grew up and then you hear their story and think, wow, this person lived such a, a different life than I did, you know, or I was yeah. privileged not to have gone through the challenges that they did. Um, and it really opens your eyes, right? It's such, it's such exposure to the other side of the coin, perhaps. Very much so. Very much so. And I also found it very, for me, it was interesting how it made me think. I mean, I I had a miserable time at school I was I was different I was I mean I'm almost six foot tall I weigh 125 pounds and always have done but at, at 11 years old I was almost mm. that high that you know so I was teased mercifully I was bullied all the time and I went to a grammar school so it wasn't just the students it was the teachers as well mm. and then I read this book and I look back at it and I think oh my gosh I went through nothing compared right. to what some people go through and you know unfortunately some people didn't make it out of that situation absolutely their childhood so yeah that it, is that I is the really sad reality it. it is it is it's it it, is. honestly you know it's almost so um, beautiful in some sad way that these people have survived what they've gone through and are able to put this out for us to to learn about, for us to read about, because, you know, otherwise it would be out of sight, out of mind for many of us. Um, we're not part of the community. We didn't firsthand go through the experiences that they go through. So sometimes it's like I would have never known if I hadn't read no. this book. And as you said, specifically yeah. about this young gay male 
you know, that perspective was so new to you when you read it. Julie, this is um, amazing. Any final words about this uh, book before we have to wrap? Um, I think I, I definitely recommend it for everybody, anybody. Um, and his second book, Young Mungo, that just came out in 2022, um, that's the very hard read along the same vein but I do want to warn people that it's a much harder read than this one was okay appreciate you coming on the show Julie we will definitely talk to you again so that is not a question at all Um, thank you so much for joining us this week though oh thank you for having me it's a pleasure Julie Martin from Pictou County, Nova Scotia, joining us. You can check out her community reports on Kelly and Company Monthly. This has been AMI Audiobook Review, our weekly podcast. Until next week, happy audiobook listening. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.